On this edition, it's a brain feeder affair. Longtime affiliate and brain feeder rep Paul Peabody sits down with Beat Scene veteran Teebs to discuss everything from the importance of collaboration to becoming a father. Teebs has just released Annika, his fourth album on Brain Feeder, and his first in five years. The record features artists such as Sudan Archives and Panda Bear. Peabody's debut album, Careworm, will be released on Brain Feeder later this month. If you enjoyed the podcast, don't forget to rate and subscribe. Tune podcasters, this is Peabody from Brain Feeder with other Brain Feeder comrade Teebs. Hello, Yo, Lord. How's it going? What's poppin', man? How you doing? I'm hanging. I'm happy to be here. Happy oh, yeah. to be on the Ninja Tune podcast. First time. First time, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Super excited about this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it is beautiful out here in Los Angeles. It doesn't feel like fall, but it is apparently. They tell me it is. As I said, out here in Los Angeles, getting it in. Mm-hmm. Talking to Steve's about his past, present, and future. Mostly the future as we look towards his new record coming out October 25th. Annika. Mm-hmm. How are you feeling? I'm, I'm feeling, uh, you know, very nervous and very excited to share. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's always a crazy experience. But yeah, I'm, I'm feeling really good. Yep. So it's the fourth record I'm doing with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's pretty cool to put records out, to finish up the project, you yeah. know, that thing was really where my mental is at, it's like getting something done and being able to look at it, that part feels great. Yeah, completion is a good, it's a good thing to, to feel. You can finally think, you know, start to understand what you were doing, mm-hmm. right? Like there's something you can look at, that's like a, the bonus of having a record, it's actual, like a little physical thing you can use to understand what was going on instead of just your memory. Yeah, it's totally. really cool. It's a big, it's a good stamp of uh, history, but essentially. And it is something where it becomes, like, you know, I always think of it too, like it's a chapter, you know, yeah. you know yeah. a little bit of insight to something, you know, dependent upon the concept or whatnot, it could be uh, as personal or non-personal, but it is a chapter. It's mm-hmm. a moment of time that's basically now encapsulated. Yeah, I try to... Sp- uh, I usually always do keep it personal too. I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, at the end of the day, it's just music. But yeah, yeah, I usually base most concepts. So like with this record, a lot of it's dealing with family and uh, just personal uh, awareness of how present I am most of the time, <laughs> and or not. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's yeah, it's, it's a great it's a great thing, a tool, a great tool to reflect off stuff. What you're going through, or what life was happening around you? Yeah, it's cathartic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Definitely, it feels really good to release sometimes that type of uh, the emotions you're going through into a, a an expression that's just you, only you can really get it if you really think about it. But then it also can relate to the masses at the same time. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. the creation is so personal, but at the same time, we want it to be relatively connective. Of course, you know, there's always a thought of. I guess that kind of comes more towards the editing phases of things when you're like making it more tangible. It's like, well, what does this mean to everyone around you? Like community mainly first and then you keep on widening up that scale.
with this record, did you have a collection of songs you kind of just went into, you're like, oh, you know, made a bunch and then said these songs I kind of think for now, or did you make it with like concept in mind when making these tracks, this is going to go towards the record? Like how, how do you conceive it? Basically? Um, I think the idea of putting the album together started with the work with um, this guitarist, Thomas Stankowitz. Mm-hmm. He's a nice landed kid and we met years back around um, the last album release. And once we started recording, is when I kind of, and just listening back to those demos is when I kind of started realizing like, okay, I think I'm going to base the record off some of these moments and they're more, uh, uh, how to put it, I guess, for lack of a better word, it's like a sensitive, more, uh, for me, it, it helped me really reflect on a lot of things I was getting into, like with having a kid or, you know, moving homes, uh, figuring out what it means to be a parent and pay for things, you know, just all this adult kind of changing moments in my life. Is, uh, those songs started it. And then after that fact, it was just working towards that goal and being more collaborative and bringing people the ideas that I wanted them to think about before writing, say, lyrics or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you, you had vocals for the first time, or really, I mean, not, maybe not the first time, but like the first time in almost in a more of a prominent role. Vocally. Yeah, for the full record. Mm-hmm. And yeah. what any, like, did you have specific people you knew you wanted to talk to and like link up with, or was it kind of like, again, like an organic thing, like whatever falls into place kind of thing? It was a bit organic. It was mainly people I've been in conversation with over the process of working on the record, and then them happening to be vocalists and we'll be talking about regular things like again you know since parenting is so new to me this might come up <laughs> over and over again yeah. but, you know these kind of like asking questions like say panda bear that was more about uh me realizing i'm about to become a dad and then talking to him because he has a few kids and then kind of going through that process of uh, him calming me down every once in a while <laughs> i was freaking out and then uh, and then having to have music that I felt would work with him, you know. And then once he sent back the the track, it was kind of like, okay, like lyrically, this is perfect for the environment I'm trying to lay out. Yeah. And that kind of happened quite often with each vocalist. I believe, but he was working through Cobalt, which is like another company. Mm-hmm. And when I was talking to that group, they were mentioning that they have a new kid that is really into my work and we should try linking up. And it became this whole thing where I really don't like meeting new people, but 
enough people were kind of like yelling at me to just give it a shot. Mm-hmm. And so I tried and we sat down together and yeah, one session, it was actually really, really good. And that kind of opened up my eyes more to the idea of just collaborating and not being so closed off to what I know, you know, but yeah. Dropped out, moved in, left them dry. Tried them all, they left me feeling empty in the end. Living in a dead end life. Universe had something so much better on its mind. Driving on the ocean side. Flowing like the water when you stumbled in my life. Feels so good, it feels so right. tried your hand at like writing your own lyrics yet or has this been just kind of like letting the person kind of experience it maybe giving them a bit of insight as to what the record's about or just totally let them do their own thing like it's mainly letting them loose with the concept in mind yeah totally um i've definitely always been down to help mm-hmm. like i'll put in if someone's like looking for words here or there mm-hmm. then i'll definitely help but i tend to try to let them focus on what they're doing and getting it all out so I can kind of go in and edit, produce, whatever. Yeah. Work with it and then send it back over if we're not going to be in the same room after my work is done. And then seeing like, okay, you know, how, how do we continue this? It's pretty crazy. It's a good feeling when you send somebody something with almost just kind of like, you know, bright eyes and like, yeah, mess, mess with it. See what you feel. And they do come back with something that's where it's like, wow, this is exactly what you know, I was thinking of without even trying to give them too much guidance. It's a, it's a definitely a weird feeling when people can connect to that much, and you're like, I didn't even think it was that closely resembling that type of feeling for everybody. Right, right. And then, um, how long did it take you to do the record? Mm. I know, obviously, it's you know, you said the first song started a while ago. I yeah, the first song was probably twenty fifteen at the end of that year. Mm-hmm. I, I would say though everything got really serious around the beginning of 2018 but by then I had some of the production already done and people in mind vocally that would sound right and it was just about like connecting a, a nice string of thought for the, all the record or all the tracks before approaching more people and you know is there into the sequencing I mean, this might be a random question, but for sequencing in this, is there a, st- a specific story if you were to tell somebody that you can see go from track one to track so on, or is it kind of just like a ebb and flow of just kind of thought processes going through tracks? Um, I don't know if that question makes sense or not. Yeah, no, it's it's more of just a, um, a process of making sure that songs flow together. Mm-hmm. I think. My biggest struggle was um, getting the seven vocalists and two instrumentalists and having all those different sounds and ideas uh, fit in line, you know, without taking away any um, or anything away from any song without like losing a... That's more of like a structural thing, I think, is how I set that up. And I really wanted the since the first song I did with my buddy Thomas was the most important and the longest mm-hmm. and the slowest. I wanted to put that right in the beginning to kind of like palate cleanse and then walk through the record with all these voices kind of poking at one idea. Sound bad. 
Yeah, definitely the first one. You know, that's kind of the whole point of the record. And then there's these great moments that follow. But yeah. So what? If there is a meaning to the first song. And I know it's obviously the record. We know what the record kind of means now. But um, what does the first song mean to you? Um, to me personally, it's just. Um, and what is the name of the song? It's, it's Adam's song. Right? It's Adam's song. So Adam is my daughter. That's like her um, acronym for her, her name. That's what we kind of call her here and there. And uh, so I guess on that layer, it's just something for her. Some like, and then personally, what it did for me is just kind of clear my head. I'm like, without really being like, I don't like the idea of like, escaping, but more so just, you know being pulled outside of yourself so you can kind of think about yourself without running away from yourself. <laughs> so like, to me, that's what that song is kind of trying to say. It's like, Perfect. shit will be okay. So just focus on what you want to do at this moment, you know? And this this little brief seven minute, you know, break, for me, I, uh, I feel like isn't that much of a sacrifice to then continue your day or get into what you're up to. She was a huge inspiration for the record. Is there like any? Does she have a favorite song on the record? But mm. what does she? Does she like jam out with your stuff? Yeah, she's a big dancing, dancing queen. Dancing queen. She loves pretty much all the songs, but I feel like it's just due to repetition. Yeah, you yeah. know, she's memorized all the lyrics. She likes the song after her. She doesn't know that it's after her, but she enjoys that. She likes. I don't know. I can't tell. She can literally. The one second in, she knows the track. It's one of those songs. Crazy. But I, she's heard it so much. I think it's just good that she doesn't quite hate it yet, you know? Because yeah. she's definitely told me to turn other stuff off. <laughs> so it's a good sign. So when you're making music in general, does she, do you kind of ever get like a vibe? Just like kind of watch her and see how she vibes to the song and just kind of like, like, ah, this is a good one. At first, yeah, I did. But you know, the, <laughs> can't the kids, that. you know. <laughs> They like Baby Shark, you know what I mean? Yeah, so it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, that has some deep, you know, there's a reason to it, but it's like, this was banging. She just likes raw energy, really, too, though. Like, if any, you throw any kind of quick rhythm together and she'll mm. turn, you know, and be That's like, cool. what are you up to? What are you gonna do with that? Yeah. Interesting. So I don't trust it, really. She's, <laughs> she's, she's more open than I am. And the name of the record, and what's the name of like, uh, how do you explain the name of the record? Um, is there a definition behind it, and whatnot, meaning behind it? Yeah, so, like, again, trying to be grounded, I'm trying to find my, my space and understand what's important to me without being selfish, you know, just really trying to figure out how to carry myself and what the rest of my life might mean to myself. And then I found the word impermanence, and I was like, this is a great word, like, nothing lasts forever and there's this whole idea of you know you're kind of nothing you're everything you're just kind of being and then i was just reading that and understanding that a little bit more to my for my own purposes of getting through life and then that's when i found the word annika and i was like okay this is much more serious word and it does relate to like buddhism and a few uh, or one of the doctrines that they've follow if you want to be more spiritual with uh, their teaching 
and it also relates to it's basically the same word mm-hmm. and it's all about the idea of uh, not holding on to anything just being very present because everything is kind of like uh, comes and goes everything's gonna die at some point and you gotta be okay with this like cycle and so I thought that was really cool and how that was kind of like a bigger umbrella to other things I really believed in like you know, Japanese have this wabi-sabi approach to like a philosophy like art and life and so there's all these little things I was picking up all kind of lead to this bigger umbrella mm-hmm. so I just felt like it would be right to call the record this and continue to try to flow with what I'm trying to understand when it comes to basically the word impermanence huh. yeah and then do you think of that title like kind of before during at the very end of the so somewhere in the middle I had a break because my hard drive exploded oh yeah and I, I spent a good three months crying and <laughs> just waiting around and you know but now I'm not thinking about the music you know yeah, thinking yeah. more about like visually and what kind of language English or whatever kind of language I'm going to use to portray these songs or if I get them back and yeah so I had time to do that and you got them back obviously. I got most of them back how many did you lose quite a bit or? Um, I lost quite a bit of just raw material so some songs were still in sequence order but without any of the sounds oh. so I had to refigure out a few things and then um, or just re-record them yeah. and then a lot of other things were just gone maybe uh, three songs I really liked about eight songs I wasn't sure about Damn. and a blank amount of material that I just don't know if I lost or not you know no. over the years yeah. but uh, you know that kind of stuff like it's happened no I'm more prepared part of the process mm, yeah really Love story really rough part of it yeah I'm sure and three months it took to just retrieve whatever you could yeah three months some money spent and then you got the hard drive back and then it was like another three months of sulking and trying to find the energy to be in those places again or reinvent the places I was at yeah it's hard to, it's hard to go back into a um, moment in time and yeah, try to reinvent that it's kind of ridiculous yeah it's definitely ridiculous <laughs> it's a bit of a fabrication that yeah. we don't expect to have to do yeah. but if we really care about it you, you gotta do it yeah, Make find sure. people, find a new purpose, like a new way to do that. Yeah, repurpose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Using scraps to make gold. Why you care what other people are thinking? They don't got nothing to do with our feelings. We are projecting our inner demons. We are protecting our inner reasons. travels been taking you <laughs> yeah that, that was a really crazy project it was um, the song that the video video is for is uh, Adam's song and my the main collaborator the only collaborator or the main collaborator Miguel is also on this but the main collaborator is uh, Thomas and he lives in Iceland and we worked on it we made that song, the demo, in London at a, at a show, randomly met out there. Decided to make a new demo day of show, and that was the song, one of the songs we made. And just, we were kind of tripping out on how you can do stuff like that nowadays. 
And I remember just thinking it would be great to kind of start with that layer, like portraying how special it is that you can travel, you can make things kind of happen without any, you know, you know, it doesn't take a whole lot. So, yeah, we shot in Iceland because he's from Iceland, and I wanted to kind of have somebody that was more representative of myself, so maybe someone of color, and that's kind of like what we focused on is having as a first layer someone of color in Iceland because you don't really see that too often, and I felt like that kind of summed up on a raw scale like what the song was because it's like three, four rhythms which is used a lot in like East African music, which I kind of was conscious of and hoping to use that more often. And then his chords that he's using are, I felt very close to his heart and derived from his upbringing, like his lifestyle living out there. So I wanted to reflect that by using the, the, the landscape, kind of representing his, his structure. And then the rhythm is the movement of the person in the landscape. And so we, we made that be the base and shot out there and then shot in LA and it's just been a crazy cool process. Like I've never done a video so it's kind of like, you know, seeing that concept start to develop as I talk to my buddy Phil who's took on the role of directing and helping him, or basically him helping me uh, further uh, develop so it's, you know, more and more of a a concept that ties close to the album and whatnot and it's just been fun seeing you guys shoot the video learning what a steady cam was like you know like you get it but you don't ever really think about it until you see it so it's been it's been really fun i mean now it's kind of on its last uh, steps to getting completed how long did you guys shoot out there two weeks we drove like wow. through the whole bottom half of like a smiley face of the island of iceland including going to a different little island and just, I mean, it's a small place. You can get to the other side in maybe seven hours. So it's like driving around California in a sense. And uh, yeah, it was a trip. <laughs> it's like a trip, man. It was just, you know, like camping, but Airbnb and camping and just driving long hours, you know, morning and nights, like early, early mornings, you know, just to get that right light. and. Did I see the shot of film or? Yeah, all 16 millimeter film. So yeah, it's it's the raw. It's super gorgeous. That's awesome. I'm still literally kind of like waiting for it to get to color. Mm -hmm. You know, that's mm -hmm. like the last hurrah. Yep. Yeah, man. This might be too advantageous to even talk about, but future work projects, things that you're excited to do, or after this is, you know, as we said, completion is so key and it feels so good. It's a bit of a, um, most people complete the record and they're already on to the next one. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying you are necessarily, but are you working on anything currently? Or just kind of taking some time again now? Currently, you know, it's slow because I'm still so hands-on with some of the other process with the yeah, album release, like the video and whatnot. Mm -hmm. But uh, the Daydream Mossy guy, we do plan on getting an EP done and just kind of shelving it. Cool. So we have some material that we've been doing studio sessions. Um, big ups to Interscope for 
making sure we can go into studios because you know that's hard to do so mm-hmm. I'm just like cool but we've been just kind of meeting and recording uh, I've been in chats to do more stuff with Panda Bear but it's kind of like timing wise so I'm just making material cool yeah I'm hoping though within the next after I get to finish touring I can start something up for uh, another record sooner than later do you think you make some music do you like to make music when you're touring or is it it's kind of hard I don't like it that much but you know well yeah it's kind of hard I like to try to just experience the moments and when I'm working on music um, it's nice to be comfortable yeah I'm just more frustrated I mean if I'm at home when I'm working I just I tend to get more frustrated than enjoying the moment <laughs> you know so it's a lot of like weird experimentation and I don't know, it's, you know, it's just a weird, angry experience. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just, you know, I don't want to take that with me on the road. I, I do tend to bring everything I need, and I do try to at least, at the very least, record. Let's, you know, I'll go outside and record. But You didn't do make a lot of field recordings, right? Yeah, I didn't yeah. enjoy that. Do so. you, like, have any specific, um, what do you look for when you do that? I know that sounds like a broad question, but is there anything like textures and like... It's just whatever floats your boat. Yeah, it's just kind of like the being happy with the moment. Like, I don't really tend to look for anything specifically unless I'm in the middle of something. I was mm-hmm. like, okay, I need this. Yeah. But for the most part, if I'm in a different town, it's just turn it on and record and sort through it later. Cool. Yeah. And you use a lot of this on the new record? I think? used... Um, yeah, I mean... Not a, not a ton. I mean, a lot, but not like going out around the world and getting it. Mm-hmm. A lot of it's from the house, really. A lot of just going outside, weird animals that tend to live in LA. And then <laughs> also with, uh, between that and just my microphone, well, you can hear my family doing stuff, but like, not prominently, but it's in there. And there's like, so like you'll hear my wife like working from a different room or toys dropping or you know these kind of like little things yeah there's a bunch there's a bit of that and some of the recordings when i'm playing something For old school heads and new school people don't really know, but like tech tech heads mostly, what are you uh what kind of production like what do you use nowadays? Anything new, anything older? Um, I mean if you wanna even give that insight. Yeah, no, it's uh, I mean it'll, it's not exciting. It's just I'm still running free loops as the main like house mm-hmm. operating system. And you know, I'm just running more instruments through it really um like i bought myself a little mellotron the d4000 i think you know like the medium sized one so i bought that one and that's been my main keyboard and just trying to make it sound interesting and not trying to rip off like beatles have done or whatever and i've been using this like small harp it's called a sepharwa and a really interesting African tool I've been plucking around with that a lot and just kind of spacing out on this kind of stuff realizing oh man like it's so much fun changing your process experimentation Mm -hmm. with instruments and and laughing it's like a lot of shit I make really bad you know so it's been like really (laughs) fun to just like wow and then like work with it you know it's been good yeah, I mean, eventually it gets better, but it starts bad, but <laughs> yeah. the more you get, Which you know, is exciting, yeah. Exactly. I've been enjoying the whole, you know, every step of it, and I'm luckily you get to see my daughter, I'll, you know, also see, like, you know, 
like say that um, lesson in life, you know, and you see a kid trying to run and just eat it, and then you're like, oh, well, if you keep trying it, gonna, you'll be running too fast pretty soon. Yeah, it's kind of a weird when you actually see results from something that has been literally just something as simple as like just trying to learn. You know, yeah. You know, play the piano for, play the same thing for a week straight or whatever. You know, hopefully you'd be better at it by the end of the week. Yeah. And it's a very trippy thing to see that. And the same thing as it comes back to completion. It's like, uh oh, you can do these things. <laughs> yeah, it's actually not that. It's not, not that, that crazy. crazy of an idea. And it makes you feel like a kid again, though, because that's all kids do. Yeah, it's all they have to do. Repetition. Figure out the right steps. Yeah. Um, and then, let's see. Um, is how many years now on Brain Feeder? You were one of the first artists on Brain Feeder, obviously. We don't have to get too deep into it because I feel like everybody knows the, the groundwork of this world for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um,. Ten years, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. at least, yeah, um, yeah, ten years. Wow. <laughs> yeah, right. How that goes? Yeah, that's pretty crazy. And you met Lois about the same time, ten years, right? Um, about ten to twelve years ago, maybe. Ten, somewhere in that time. I remember it was about uh, the Red Bull. So eleven years ago is when I really met him. Well, yeah, he. Um, he wanted to know who was going to Red Bull at that time. Mm. Mm. And it was, well, it was one of the guys going to Red Bull. How was Red Bull? I mean, this is obviously years ago, but like that was a, probably a life-changing experience, I'm assuming. Yeah, great program. Torsten, Wolf, um, big team. But they did a huge, a great job getting a, a lot of kids together from around the world just to kind of experience music kind of in a different way. And also, you know, you get the, the lectures are amazing too, but you know, everyone's kind of doing their own thing at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. So unless you're really, really about that one lecture, it's more about the experience of the kids together. I think that was more. Yeah. They're definitely cultivating, or they're trying to help cultivate a community of like, like-minded folk and people who actually maybe get on the cusp of something. Yeah. You know, just inspire you, really. Yeah. Just to see people. It's nice to be around people that are all striving, but also not fighting for the same place. They're just trying to all do the same thing. Yeah. And they're not sure if they're going to make it, but to have people really believe in you is a big thing. And I feel like that's not as often as said. It's a selfless thing that people, it's not often done anymore. Mm, yeah, pretty rare. But mainly though, the inspiration from other people inspired. You know, mm-hmm. you see it, they look crazy. You know, there's something Absolutely. going on in their head, and it's like, holy, you're not stopping for nobody. Nope. That's really, that really shakes you. Yeah, it's interesting when you just see, like, um, you know, and Lotus is a great person for that as well, where you just see something in someone and wants to help that be more prominent. You know, it's like, uh, I feel like he definitely has a great eye and ear for just people that just are like, you know what? If you're on, if you just give them a platform, you know, it'll work. That's why I mean, I guess that's why Brain Feeder also exists to a degree. It's like pretty much just wanting to put on his homies who he knows just they should be heard more. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of Brain Feeder at the end of the day with that. shows lined up or are you going to get a lined up a lot more too I know for next year or the early on year yeah we're, do, we're going to actually do some shows uh, throughout November into early December and 
uh, start again February, March, oh. around this time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful. And what have you been doing with this also now that you've done this? I know you said you've been working on this record now uh, since kind of started, what you said 2015, 2014? Yeah, roughly. And so like with this now it's done, I know we talked about how you're working on new projects and material, but what do you like to do now that you can kind of maybe take a seat back for like a little bit and reflect? Is there anything specific you've been like trying to get, like, thank God I can do this now? Or um, just kind of right back into the grinder? Yeah, you know, it's just been making a list of things I'd like to try. Mm-hmm. So far it's all been working still for the, you know, the tail end of the record doing, um, I guess, interviews and the fun things that come around it so it's like all right getting through that process and everything else has just been thrown in the bucket like this will all experiment with that later yep so it's a lot of ideas like this and then you know usually when you're in uh, you're working so much on one re- project one record a lot of the uh, ideas that don't go into it still kind of resonate with that record so i'm still kind of piecing some of this stuff and say allocating to different projects that can kind of happen now smaller things and fun things more experimental yeah so a lot of that waiting to find new inspiration enough for the next one before i get really going yeah gotta give it time to breathe a little bit i think it's um yeah i think personally i i would need it because i would just make a lot of stuff sounding just like the stuff i'm making now yeah yeah I find I'm in the exact same place as that. I, you know, I, I got stuck. That's why I'm like, oh, I'll make a trilogy because I can't just put this in one record. I got stuck in this world. I can't get out. Yeah. Um, but and it, it's a weird feeling to actually sometimes you you uh, absorb it. Actually, you're like, oh, cool. I'm such as I'm such a zone. I can't stop making this. Yeah. But at the same time, you're like, I can't stop making this. Yeah. Like, am I ever going to be able to stop? <laughs> yeah. It's it's a it's a wearisome mindset because then you you know you don't want to fall into that one trick pony sound yeah you don't want to be stuck at your own diet exactly yeah. eat the same food every day yeah um thank god we love to cook <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> what else is going on so like the um hmm, i just had a question for you you're listening to Ninja Tune Podcast featuring Peabody and Teebs. Teebs, Teebs. Nice try. Is it better to feel invincible than to be burdened by fear? Is it harder to feel love when you don't shed a tear? Courage with me. A love for heart. How is it the thought someday? Get it, baby. Um, so all of my albums, I've tried to do my own artwork. This is the first record that I felt the music ventured off so far in a way that was collaborative and unique. And so I wanted to continue that process by um, honoring so many guests. It was about at least 10. Mm-hmm. And honoring all their how different they are you know like it's just so amazing to me so i decided to try to do um so uh, take one of my personal paintings i made and turn it into a piece of glasswork and i was hoping to take lessons and start doing the glass myself or at least just the soldering and whatnot but it didn't work out in my favor with timing and uh, everything going on so i went to probably the next best or even better thing i went to a good friend megan who's been doing glass pieces and I asked her if she would be interested in doing my work in glass and 
yeah, we chatted, went through all the stuff she's had stored, and I even got more personal. Some of the glasses from a vase her grandma broke, you know, that she kept for years, and she was like, you know, had some flower patterns on it. That's part of the painting, and so we used that as well, and so it had some meaning to her even. And I just figured us picking glass, like, you know, it kind of represented different people that are in the record as well, mm-hmm. and also representing the whole record itself so yeah we went to we went there and uh it was beautiful to see you know like that process of getting something changed and it actually was a painting that had a bunch of different uh colors blending together so we are not me and megan but me and an artist that i've been kind of working with here and there for just making uh, enamel pins we've designed it down into like a less and instead of like a multicolored blending thing, just a few colors, like say you would do for printing shirts. Mm-hmm. And so we got a nice layer of colors that we can definitely use. And that's what we sent over to Megan and sat down and found glass and put it together. You know, really cool process to see and all the changing, you know, it doesn't look like the painting, but it does, you know, yeah. which is really cool. And how long did it take that whole process to go down? I mean, it, to get, I mean, once I figured out I wanted to do glass, that was pretty quick. Just a couple weeks, you know, once mm-hmm. you get the glass, you have, we already had the art done, so yep. it's just actually just copying the good. thing. And, and maybe took her a little bit to make sure she got the cuts right, because some of the wiggly parts are a little funky with glass, and we had to decide on some things that can't work in glass, so we had to kind of change the design slightly here and there in little pot, uh, parts, but other than that, it was, yeah, it was pretty quick. And then I had this thing, you know, it's really yeah, crazy. Totally. Yeah. Uh, sunset, daughter calling, no breath, sun falling. It was some like metal band. They had this really cool, like marbled purple mm-hmm. kind of tone going. And I was just like, man, I've always, I love that look, you know? Mm-hmm. So I was just like, okay. I want to do something that also kind of looks reflective. I didn't want to be too literal and do something that looks like water or something, but I wanted some kind of flowy thing. And so, yeah, we went with that purple and black marble with the um, in sleeve full printed on. Mm-hmm. more of the glass and then the glass itself has a cover but kind of designed differently you know like so we kind of moved some of the lines around or not moved them around but instead of having dark solder lines turned them all white and so it kind of just focused on the glass I yeah. like that it's yeah, beautiful yeah, pretty good yeah I'm really happy about it so I guess one, one more question yeah, but I just kind of get it flowing is uh, now you've kind of opened up a world of new additions of collaborations and a kind of uh, and a more intensified collaborative experience mm-hmm. you find that you might keep going in that world you might step back a bit and go more personal into solo like not to say solo mm-hmm. but like kind of just back to the uh, just being yeah, being solo yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think I'll do both like I really want to continue to collaborate I think this definitely opened the doors and I'm, I'm even hoping to um see how far I can take that like dilute the one person's idea even more into a greater cause like oh. how can I continue to be of service oh. <laughs> that's me dingleberry <laughs> that's my card timer um, but yeah I, I want to do that 
as much as I possibly can, but at the same time, I would, you know, I think it's good to spend time by yourself and so, so, so should my music. But, you know, it just depends on where the projects are at, yeah. what's coming up first, but I'd like to do both. Cool. Well, Ninja Tune Podcasters, I think that is it for today. Again, Teebs, his new album, Anika. Yeah, it's out. Coming out. October 25th on Brain Feeder. Shout out to Brain Feeder. Always. Shout out to Brain Feeder. My name is Peabody. Thank you guys for listening. And stay tuned for the magical sounds of Teebs. Bada bing, bada boom. Goodbye. If I tell you these things, I hope you remain tall. I hope you do not fall. I just want you to know. If I tell you these things, I'm not perfect at all. Wasn't looking for love, but I pray for someone. Will you confide in me? Do you believe in me? Thought this was just a flame. Now I want it all. Now I can't let you down. Will you still fuck with me? So much anxiety running deep inside me. Watch me eventually, all them laughing at me I just want y'all to know that